Good evening. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's uh, chapter step actually is the appendix. It's appendix two, the spiritual experience. And our speaker tonight is Elaine B. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope with the spiritual experience. Um, that's at the end of the book. It is uh, one of the appendixes. And one of the things it talks about is that in the book, they added this later because there's all these stories in the book that look like um, it says there's a personality change sufficient to bring about, about recovery from alcoholism. And um, that many of the stories, it's sudden and spectacular upheavals. And I think that if people weren't having that kind of experience, they got a little nervous, you know, they got a little scared. Um, I had had one of those experiences before I ever came to the room. So when I did come to the room, it made me open to know that maybe there is a spiritual help that can help me. Because before I had you know, my experience, as I'm going to try to share the screen. I'm not sure if this is going to work. I've got um, some pictures on my desktop here. And um, oh, you know what? And I wanted to start with one thing. I don't know if you can, there's all kinds of stuff going on on my screen here. I wanted to start with the set aside prayer. And that's this right here. Um, and this just helps us set aside any preconceived conceptions that we've had of just like, oh, you know, just uh, God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about myself, this book, my disease, these steps, and especially about you, that I might have an open mind and a new experience with these things. Please help me see the truth. I've been through the steps a few times where we started that way every single time we did the work because you know, I don't know, I guess I can be sort of like a know-it-all. I thought I'd share some of my pictures um, and my the rest of my messy desktop with you guys. I don't know what you can see. But up here, um, I heard the meeting here was founded in California. And this is me in California where I grew up. Um, and when my father told me that, uh, told us all that we were moving uh, to Massachusetts, boy, oh boy, oh boy, I really, you know, didn't like it. It impacted my relationship with, with him and that will come out more uh, important later. But you can see, I, I was not a fat kid. I didn't have a problem. Well, I liked sweets, but they didn't show up on my body until I had this amazing spiritual experience where I cried like a baby for eight hours, just trying to get God because the guy that I want, I was dating told me he was gonna marry somebody else. And I'm like, oh man, my life is ruined. My plans aren't working, what are you doing? And I was so pissed off. And, but when I came up from that time, I really changed my lifestyle. I stopped going to bars. I stopped looking for Mr. Goodbar, did all that, a lot of changes, but I didn't have access to the ease and comfort or what I really, you know, I needed help to survive life. So, um, you know, you can see I put on a lot of weight. I put on a lot of weight. I hope you can see these pictures. And um, 
And really one of my best friends down here in the corner here, just next to the picture with the heart, she, she, she died. She died between my wedding reception, which is that, and, and my wedding. She died, but we were binge buddies, man. We'd go everywhere. We would go out to eat all the time. New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, anywhere. Let's go, let's go eat, you know? And that was the best part. So I was an ease and comfort addict. And, um, and I'm not sure how to, yeah, stop share. Okay. So, um, thank you for taking a peek at my pictures and setting aside anything that we think you already know about this stuff because, and, and me too today for a new experience with you. So, um, I had a sudden upheaval then, but then it didn't happen to me with the food. I really, I got a food plan. I came in because I got engaged. And, um, you know, so I thought, oh, well, here's my solution. Finally, that guy years before dumped me. But um, the man that I married actually introduced me to Overeaters Anonymous, because as you can see, I was a big girl. And uh, he didn't require me to lose weight before I got married. He didn't ask that, but I know it was a little bit of a fringe benefit. So, um, so I came into the rooms uh, and moved, you know, moved, moved down here uh, to Cape Cod and started going to meetings here. And um, I learned how to do the red light, yellow light, green light, you know, red light, what can't I eat and stop eating? What behaviors do I do? Am I thinking about food all day long? I don't want to be thinking about food all day long. To me, that is a compulsive eating behavior. And so I had to find ways to put fences around the behaviors and the foods that really weren't good for me. And, and if I wasn't so sure about it, like French fried onion rings, you know, uh, when I ate one of those, man, it was like fireworks in my mouth. Oh man, luckily there was only two of them on my plate and my husband ate one of them because I could have gone off to the moon. Thank God I didn't, you know? So, but I knew the solution were in the steps. The solution was in the steps. Uh, here, the, the OA meetings were separate than all addiction big book study meetings. I was going to those, going to those, doing my writing, 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 still writing, still writing, still writing, still writing, still writing six years later before a terrible relapse, an awful relapse. It was so bad. I had stuff hidden all over the house. It was so bad that my husband wrote me a letter and he said, you've taken on a new lover and it's food. And because you've taken on this new lover, you know, you can still live in this house, but we cannot be together. And you know what? My brain was so fogged, I didn't even get it. I, I didn't even get it. I found the letter a year later and I was like, wow, he said that. And I put it away again and I found it another year later. And by then I was in such a place of, you know, I was aware as done, you know, I was living in recovery. Thank you, God. And so um, that, that awakening was a, was a different one. And I'll be honest with you. You know what? It's sort of like when I met him, I met him maybe 16 years before we got married or something like that. I, I think a, a relationship with a power greater than myself is just like that. You know, I don't know everything about, um, I choose to call my higher power God. And um, to simplify for me, I use a pronoun he, um, that God, uh, I was just getting to know him, you know, and he did things for me and that was great, but then I'm off to the food instead. And uh, 
you know, somebody meant, uh, actually there's somebody here on the meeting here that um, I've done some service with on a, on a phone meeting called A Vision for You. And I remember in the midst of my relapse and the midst of my, my, oh man, it was just really, really bad. Um, and I just, I go to the OA meeting shaking my leg in the back of the room because I, I didn't want anybody to know. I was just thinking about where I was gonna get my next bite. And when I walked in that store, if they were there, I was pissed, you know, cause they couldn't see me. They couldn't see me buying that stuff. Uh, it was so, so bad. I needed help. I needed help, even though God had helped me in the past. I needed a new experience with God, even though I was able to put down my food and corral it for several years, several years. This is 2013 by the time from 2004 to 2013. And so in 2013, uh, somebody gave me the number for this place. And the first meeting that I called, they said they call us plain insanity. And what she does with food, I totally got it. And then, um, and then, the next day, I heard somebody say, we used to get our ease and comfort from food, but now we get our ease and comfort from God. And that's what this spiritual experience is all about. It's a new relationship with God. I had, you know, that amazing relationship before where I walked away, gave up sex and drugs and well, not sex, but wasn't sleeping around anymore. I wasn't doing drugs anymore. All these life changes, but I was eating, 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 eating. And, you know, since then I continue to grow. When I did my fifth step, I did realize that, um, that I had a spiritual block from God. And I discovered what it was when I gave my fifth step away because I realized I blocked my father when he said, we're moving to California. I'm like, that's it. Don't trust you anymore. Block my stepfather, block this boyfriend, block that boyfriend. And there was part of God that I completely blocked, even though here I am using the step saying, I'm going to trust God, but I chose God as my employer. You know why? Because I really like the part that says we have a new employer. He'll give us everything we need if we stay close and perform his work well. I am an give me everything I need gal. That's what I want. I want ease and comfort. I want everything I need. I want to be looking good, feeling good, you know, uh, confident. I want all of that stuff. And um, when I'm not in that place, um, I'm at risk. I'm at risk of going to the food again or going to anything from my past that would give me ease and comfort, something that I think I can control. And it's so interesting because it talks about um, profound alteration. I'm, I'm back in the spiritual experience um, that... Uh, you know, they must acquire immediate overflowing God consciousness followed by a vast change in feeling and outlook. You know, in some places, my, my change was quick, but there's, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. I, uh, I keep growing every day. This is a continue for a lifetime um, thing. And, you know, it's not like all of a sudden I'm perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm, I'm just advancing. And I'm so grateful that, that it doesn't stop there. It's a design for living. As I continue to do that, I can grow in my relationship with my higher power. And it gives me space to grow in my relationships with everybody and everything else, whether it's food. Um, you know, I always say Ben and Jerry were always sweet and they never said no. But, you know, I haven't hung out with them in a lot of years and I have no interest in doing it today. No interest at all. Um, a profound alteration in my reaction to life such a change could hardly have been brought about by myself. So I'm so grateful that I'm not on my own. It's not all up to me. 
you know, I did learn what foods and behaviors were bad. I do have a food sponsor. I commit my food every day. I do work the steps. I do bring other people to work through the steps, but my relationship with God is still growing. It's growing every single day. It's always growing. Just like even getting to know my husband, we're in our 17th year of marriage now. And uh, man, it's better than, it's just better than ever. It's just, and my relationship with God, it just keeps getting better. But I still have to hunt out those things that block me from God. You know, there are other things I can go to for ease and comfort. You know, um, right now I'm right in the middle of step four, um, or well, actually step five, I, I'm finished up with the step four and tomorrow I'm giving away part of my inventory. And um, that's because this is a continue for a lifetime. You know, I'm not going to be, you know, get through the steps once and then it's one and done. I, it's not like that. Just like I can't live today on yesterday's food and I can't breathe tomorrow's air. I need that constant contact with a power greater than myself. And the more that I do, the more openness. Well, I got to tell you, you know what? So it brought me through cancer. I got through cancer. I have a picture that you don't need to see me with gray hair or a bald head. You really don't need to. <laughs> I promise you. Um, and uh, I got through cancer abstinent. You know, I didn't change my food plan. I had the same food plan going in, going through and going out all the way through. Um, and that's a miracle. That's an absolute miracle. God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. Um, I, I built a relationship with my father. Oh my gosh. For seven years, I went and visited him regularly. I was there the night before he went. He died. And uh, I built a relationship even with his third wife. And it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. And then um, I obeyed when, when God said, start calling your mom every day. My mom moved out when I was 13 and, and I just have core roots of rejection and abandonment because my sisters ended up with her and I didn't. And, you know, I'm still, that's the step work today is still going there. You know, some stuff is really, really deep tap roots. So um, continuing to do that work and, um, but God told me years ago, call your mom every day call your mom every day. So I started calling my mom every day. It's like, who calls her mother every day? You know, but I called my mother every day. And after about six months, maybe her husband got on the phone and said, you have no idea how good this is for her. Please do not stop doing this. And so I, I didn't. And then I didn't know not long after that, they would be getting a divorce and that she would be alone in a home down there in Florida, just, just her. And, um, and we built a relationship in those little phone calls. You know, we bridged the gap of that 13, you know, from 13 to, I don't know, 53, I guess it was, something like that. Um, and all of that was restored. And, you know, God did that for me. But she died. She died suddenly. She died tragically. She died in a really bad way. And, um, and I went immediately down there to help my sister because I knew what it was like to clean up my father's house who had died just a year before. And, um, you know, I was there for my sister. I was there for my mom. And I was really fortunate to, I, I wanted to sleep in her bed. I wanted to be around her stuff. And, and there was a little notebook that God directed me to and said, take a look at that. And the very first page said, God, I'm really tired. I can't keep up with everybody. I don't have the same you know, energy that everybody else has. And she was getting older and the, even the language, some of the words were wrong, but you could tell what she meant. She said, I, I want to die. 
If it's five okay, minutes. Thank you very much. If it's okay, please let me die. That was such a gift from God. It was such a gift. She probably wrote it within a month or so before she did die. So it went from this tragic, awful thing to an answer to prayer. And that just totally reset my thinking. But I was lonely. I built a relationship. This is my buddy I talked to every single day. And I came home and something broke in my relationship with God. Something broke. Well, I had already had found a sponsor, knew I wanted to go through the steps again. I've been through them several times. And every time I look at it, it's a different angle and I go deeper and I learn more. Um, and so uh, it was time for me to take my third step. And this time, you know, the book says you can be employer, you can be father, you can be all these different things. And this time I chose father. And when I did, I just broke down and cried. And um, and in my relationship with God, I feel God speaks to me. You know, there's this great uh, little pamphlet that you can get that I heard about at a conference. It's called How to Listen to God. You can just Google it. It's a simple little instructions on how to, how to listen to God. If you don't have a, a conversational relationship with God, um, that will help you develop that. And so, um, so uh, I, I felt like God said, you know what? I stepped out of the way. You know, I broke down when I was doing my third step and realized, wow, you know, I, I, I was still blocking you, um, you know, and I stepped out of the way. So you could you could make amends to your parents. You could build relationship. You could bridge the gap between the love you needed and the love you received as a child. And um, and so that happened for me. And, you know, now then I went through the, the steps in another discipline and I see changes, but it was like looking back from two years that we, we took to slowly go through the steps. And I'm like, wow, I show up differently. I'm not as impatient. I, I recognize the tyranny of urgency that I don't have to push through and make things happen. I'm recognizing that I'm codependent on certain people that if you're okay with me, then I'm okay. But if you're not okay, then I'm not okay. And, you know, my family of origin without my parents is the glue. What does that look like? You know, what does it mean to be an aunt? You know, will I still see, be in touch with my family? I don't know. We're spread out all over the country. And, um, you know, these are things that hurt me, but I have a God that helps me. You know, when I work with sponsees, I say, come up with your own conception of God and write a job description. And so I wanted to share with you, if I can find in my pile of stuff, you know, what my job description is for God. It's, you know, two minutes, Elaine. Thank you so much that um, that this is this is God is is one that loves and cares and knows me enough that they desires to be with me and to prepare me and lead me to the best life. This is one who knows everything about everybody past, present and future. This is one who has access to all wisdom, all direction, all knowledge and always wants my best outcome. This is one unending un, un, um unending source of love, joy, and peace. This is one that is always with me and that will always help me if I stop and invite this higher power in. And, um, and I don't always do that. And I'm not always good at it. And sometimes when I do the listening prayer, I get really impatient. You're not telling me I need to know now, you know, but I've learned, like I said, that tyranny of urgency and God will give me a little nudge. Okay, why don't you try this? So I do one little thing and a hundred things come undone. I'm going to close with my favorite 
part of the big book. I had all these pages that I was going to talk to you about, but instead I got all wrapped up in me, 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 me. Okay, sorry about that. I don't even need to open the book. Page 100, okay? Both you, page 100, first paragraph, the best promise in the book. I am a promise addict. Like I said, employer, give me everything I need if I stay close to you. All right, page 100. Both you and the new man, this is everybody. You just walked in the door, welcome. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which we put in God's hands came out better than anything we could have planned. This isn't in the book, but boy, did I have plans. <laughs> Follow the dictates of a higher power and you'll presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what the present circumstances. And we don't even know what those dictates are until we learn that relationship, until we do the step work and we learn how to listen. We learn what's blocking us from this power greater than ourselves by doing our fourth step and our fifth step inventory and looking at step six and seven. This power wants to do for you what you cannot do for yourself, what you've tried to do with the food and possibly other areas of your life, just like me. But I'm grateful. I've had serenity around the food since October of 2013. And yet I still keep growing. I'll never, ever, ever arrive. And there's more for you too. So thank you for the opportunity to share. And with that, I pass. Hmm. I'm sending heart emojis also. Thank you so much, Elaine B. That was amazing. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We are studying the spiritual experience. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, Please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. I will turn it over now to Francesca. Thank you so much. We have Kristen, um, please share. Thank you. Oh, can you hear me? Okay. Hi, I'm a Kristen, compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much for that, Elaine. That was beautiful. And um, I've really been, I missed yesterday's, but I, I really love this week for this meeting because, um, you know, we're choose your own conception. And this, I believe that this appendix is another place where the writers of the big book kind of went out of their way to say, you know, choose your, like, it's cool. Just believe something and you'll be all right. Uh, it says in there, like, um, we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. So like, you know, um, and I love that because, and I love this whole thing because it said, it's basically saying, what I think is, was so important to me personally, which is like, don't worry about it. Just believe in something and like, keep an open mind, right. The whole line about contempt prior to investigation. And for me, 
coming in, you know, so certain that there was no higher power, so certain that um, everything, everyone was that, you know, all of like, I mean, how much of humanity believes in, in some kind of God that they were all wrong and that I was the one that was right. Right. That's how I came in. And, um, I was so desperate that I just, and the way that things were written, I was able to just put that kind of in its own pocket and go for the rest. And thank goodness I stayed because now I have, um, a higher power that, that guides me. And so I, I feel like the message that, um, you know, I like to say, it's just, you know, this, it says God a lot, but it just, it also says, uh, you know, as we understood God or him or however you want to say it. And, um, I don't know. I just, that's one of the things I love about this program. Cause I wouldn't have been able to find recovery had these kinds of things not been in here. Like, you know, we described it one way. We described this like falling to your knees, um, like, you know, the heavens opening up experience, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can also be this way. And we were talking about God, but let's give him like a dozen other names in all these chapters, like power, light, creator of the universe, all that stuff. So you just, you know, that we're really serious. You don't have to start, you know, going to church or anything like that. And sorry, if I'm not making sense, but that is what is really important to me about this um, and I, I love it for this meeting because of kind of how we evolved. So um, I've been really enjoying this week. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Kristen. Emily, please share. Yes, hello everyone. Uh, I'm Emily D, recovered compulsive reader in Chicago. Um, and so grateful to be here. Um, thank you, Elaine, for your your story, because yeah, ease and comfort addict. Um, I could also add, you know, when I think about the spiritual experience, how small my dream was when I came in the room. Like I was like, I just want to be thin. And then I'd like to go back to my business. And what I got instead, I mean, I'm definitely someone who had the educational variety of spiritual experience. I really appreciated what was shared about like how our relationship deepens as we go through this. Um, I should not be abstinent today. I mean, like I just went through my first like crisis as a recovered woman and it was a, it was a long one and it was dark. Um, and I don't know how I came through to be celebrating two years today. Like what? That should not happen. Uh, it has happened. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm like high on life over here. today. I'm like, I, I was journaling this morning about like, oh, you know, I'm not where I thought I would be at two years, whatever that means. And God was just like, how about you think about the substance of your life, not the trappings of your life? Like, look around the room. I mean, everybody's here. You know, people I've met in person, people that I've talked to on the phone, you know, it's just crazy. And all I wanted as a spiritual experience was like, make me thin and make me right. And it turns out I'm wrong a lot. And, you know, I mean, I'm in a normal body size. I've God's taken almost 100 pounds from me. And I had, I was talking to a newcomer today who was like, how do I stop obsessing about the weight? And I was like, well, have some self-compassion first. Like we're all obsessed with it, you know? So hi. Um, but after a while, you know, that God takes care of it. My weight is not my business. It's God's. 
Um, and so is everything else it turns out. And I really appreciate Elaine, you know, you talking about God being your employer um, and to be mindful of other things that block us from God. Cause I'm certainly, I'm certainly guilty of that. Um, so I'm just grateful for the patience of my higher power. Um, and you know, the firm, like firm, but loving nature of it. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Emily. Victoria, please share. You can't unmute. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Victoria. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and insulin manipulator and um, really grateful to be here with you all today. I really also really love this appendix. And I remember when my, when my sponsor was like, see that asterisk? We're going to read that. And I was like, oh, appendices, like why? You know, and I just felt like there's already so many words and there's already so many things we're looking up and doing. And, and I was sort and obvious, I'm just, I'm always looking to cut a corner to get to the end faster, you know? And so I really, but it's really beautiful because I wasn't necessarily like going to be shitting on everybody else's like white light experience, but I didn't want one of those. I was like, yeah, I'll pass. Like, I'm good. Like, I'd like what I'd like the serenity, but I don't really want to be struck by lightning. And I definitely, I don't really want to have, see the heavens open up. Like, I just was like, if that happens, I think I should be admitted to the hospital. Um, so that I just was not like that to me was not going to be how my higher power connected with me and, and, and let me know that they were there. Um, and I just wanted to share, like, so I went to, um, I went to a Spanish language meeting this morning and I wanted to go to them some, but I get nervous because I'm not that good at speaking. I love to talk. So I feel limited. And I was like, okay, you know what I'll do? I'll read the steps because they're going to put it on the screen. So I was like, if you put it on the screen, I will read, <laughs> I will read the steps. And when they say, as we understood God, they say, they use the word for like, as we conceive of God. And I just really like that. I mean, it, yeah, it definitely means like, as we understand God, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's taking poetic license with the steps. It's definitely a direct translation. But to me, when I think of that, it's like, that's designing something that's creating something. And it really, I really identify that with my experience with my higher power, where I was like, all right, Am I willing to believe in something? Sure. Okay. Let's create it. You know, do I think this is going to work? I don't know, but do I really have other options? Not right now. You know, like I, I just didn't. And, um, you know, I just want to share one, one more thing. And I was talking about this on an out with, with somebody on an outreach call. And I can't believe I'm going to even say this, but I went to a Bon Jovi concert on Saturday and it was really fun. Um, but the thing that I wanted to share was that like, do I, have I had a struck by lightning experience? No, but I walked into the Bon Jovi concert. I was seeing people where I was like, wow, they're, you know, I was super, I went into super judgmental character defect mode. 
wow, you're that old and you're wearing this, like, oh, you're like, this is what you're doing in the bathroom, like before the Bungie concert, you know, just thinking I'm so superior, which is what I love to do. They, I see you, Emily, I'll wrap up. Um, but, but that is me. That's, that's Victoria, but Victoria, like connecting with higher power is the second thought going you know, that's kind of rude and bitchy. Like, why don't we like what, like, like there's a higher power that loves all of these people. You're all here to have fun. And we're all here just like singing. It's my life at the top of our lungs. And like, if I can find God at the Bon Jovi concert, like that's how I know there's a higher power for me because I don't want the one where the light comes through and blinds me. So I will pass. Thanks for letting me share that. Thank you, Victoria. Cheney, please share. Hello, guys. Um, Cheney here, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, and I want to say, first of all, thank you so much, Elaine. That was such a beautiful share and um, just touched a lot of things that I've been thinking about lately. Um, yeah, there are a couple of things that you said that really stood out to me and that I kind of connected together. And one of them you're talking about, like, um, finding, I guess, being relieved of that thing that like blocked you off from God when you're doing your fifth step. And, um, yeah, I guess that's one thing that I've been finding a lot lately. It's like, okay, I'm like, I feel like I'm this like halfway point, like I'm less blocked from God than I was before, but I'm like, still feel like there's something in the way. So I'm kind of like sitting in this like uncomfortable mode right here where I'm like, I can kind of feel it. I'm kind of still blocked out. I'm not sure what it is yet. Cause I haven't, um, you know, worked all the way through the steps yet. Um, not even like halfway through, but that kind of brought me to when you were talking about like the tire, the tyranny of urgency. Um, that was huge for me because I'm such an impatient person and I want to plan everything out and I want you know the next thing to happen now and I want you know um I'm sure maybe as as, it's just my addictive nature um but that was huge for me because one of the things that I've been like expecting to I guess kind of like rush through is like rushing through the steps and getting to that connection with like that full connection with God you know like nothing held back and and feeling the recovery and the peace and the serenity but I just need to keep reminding myself that this whole process happens in higher powers timing and happens in the way that, you know, God needs to teach me the less, the lessons that he needs to teach me by taking me through the steps at the right pace and letting me feel like all the little uncomfortable things that come at every step in the way. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciated that, um, whole share and yeah, thank you so much. I pass. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.